Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus <laughs> outside your window may not be great right now but here on post show recaps everything is marvelous as we are talking about ms marvel on disney plus here on the everything is super podcast i am josh quickler i am joined here by a man who has been known to ruin a wedding or two in his time kevin mahadeo kevin listen after having my own i am just wiping myself clean of ever ruining weddings again because yeah. i understand the heartbreak that was that was my like the biggest thing in this episode for me was just like oh these these poor like her brother but also that other bride who had nothing to do with any of this wedding ruined and Re- it's, forever it's just it's awful i mean maybe someday there will be like marvel's some, a villain confirmed <laughs> some degree to uh, of understanding at some point in the future perhaps of like i didn't really ruin your wedding so much as i saved your life from uh invading uh jinn from alternate dimensions who are trying to kidnap me and force me to take them home even though we were really hitting it off a few scenes earlier and they probably could have just waited Maybe. I think at this point, though, and maybe this is something that be addressed in She-Hulk, if you live in the Marvel Universe, you should have clauses in all contracts that essentially allow you insurance if you are interrupted by any sort of superheroics. Because then, like, like at this point, if you exist here, that happens too often. Mm-hmm. So if anything, if that was in the clause for that venue... She ruined it by pulling the fire alarm. So, yeah. you know. Superhero insurance, you think, is a thing that needs to be taken out in the future or at least in the in the 616 Marvel universe? I think if you live in any major metropolitan area, especially New, New York and New Jersey, yes. Like, <laughs> those places yeah. get attacked constantly. Maybe if you live in, like, I don't know, Kentucky, it's not as bad, but... Yeah, I don't know. The, the, the Shatari uh, have no uh you know geographical loyalties when they send a leviathan down upon earth it just so happened to be a coincidence yeah i think that's right uh anyway we are talking about a clandestine episode of miss marvel episode three titled destined kevin uh we are coming at you a little bit late apologies for that uh as we've had some time to uh process what has happened here in ms marvel uh, a wedding has been ruined miss marvel herself is not yet miss marvel as kamala is still trying to shake 
the nightlight name. Um, but she does at least, Kevin, have a little bit of an idea of who and what she really is, even though Noor Lady is not going to be the, the winning name either. No, 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 no. I'm curious. How, I'm really curious how they're going to get to the name. I'm assuming, again, this will be like an end of uh, season slash moment or something. Uh, or maybe they'll do the cut too, right? Which is like, I got it. And then Miss Marvel credits roll yeah. or something. Yes. Um, but the and, and so notably, smart, notably, Kevin, it will say Ms. Marvel and not Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Correct. Yes. Maybe very important distinction. Ms. Marvel Maisel. Ms. Maisel's Marvels. <laughs> a very important distinction. The Maisel's Ms. Marvel. There you go. <laughs> that might be it. That might be it. So we're going to talk about Ms. Marvel episode three. Of course, we want feedback from you along the way. If you've got any super at postshowrecaps.com, you can tweet at us as well at Round Howard, at Kev Mahadeo, at postshowrecaps is our postshowrecaps Twitter account as well. Kevin, as we're starting to dive into it, we're at the halfway mark of Ms. Marvel season one. How are you feeling three episodes in? And how did you feel about the developments here in episode three as the plot is for sure progressing? Um, I'm still really enjoying this show. I think visually this, this episode didn't have as much as the... Um stylistic elements that the previous two had but i really enjoyed this one for again many just personal references that that occur especially this episode which i lived a little bit of it uh you know not too long ago so that'll be fun to talk to as we discuss this episode um but i i like the progression of the plot we have a villain very clearly uh so that's that's all good i mean i'm still really liking this show i think it has again probably some of the best stuff since hawkeye for me hawkeye's maybe still number one because it's wrapped but uh we'll see miss marvel is coming close second already which is a hell of a thing um all right well let's get into it uh we're gonna have a wedding to attend and that will be very exciting as an opportunity for kevin to tell us all about how his wedding went uh i'm a fly on the wall for that but i'd like to hear it from kevin's perspective certainly uh but before we get all of that kevin we gotta go back to the past we have to go back as we begin this episode with a flashback uh we are uh we are back in india it's what this is the 40s 1942 yeah yes. during the british occupation uh and we are seeing um these uh these characters who we will come to know as the clandestine uh and uh, one of them who is uh, najma i believe is her name mm -hmm. and she is like uh the the queen queen clandestine it seems <laughs> like uh head of the clan kevin yeah, it feels that way. It, it's distinctly not uh, Kamala's uh, grandmother, great grandmother, no. as Aisha, we thought, because yeah. uh, we weren't we hadn't seen her before. But clearly connected to, as as we discover, we do get a little peek at. Kamala's grandmother, I believe, in this flashback here. Yeah, this flashback is provocative, uh, for sure, as we are going to get the, not quite the origin of the bangle that unlocks the powers within Ms. Marvel, um, but certainly we are going to get um, how that bangle came into the possession of her family, and therefore Aisha, um, and therefore uh, Kamala as well. But a couple of things are happening. First of all, the bangle is originally attached to a severed arm, that arm happens to be blue, Kevin. Uh, yes. And we know more than a few uh, blue-skinned characters in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Nightcrawler confirmed. Nightcrawler is here, and this is an exciting first appearance of an X-Man, except it appears that Kurt Wagner is down one arm. Yeah, I mean, maybe it'll grow back. I don't know. Do we, maybe it do was we... Beast. Maybe it was Beast without the like all the fur was plucked. Yeah, did the fur fur came come off of him? I guess Nightcrawler also has technically a little bit of fur. They they constantly say like his Shave him fur down. is like yeah a little yeah. little shorter. Yeah, um, but they've called him a furry elf before, so he's shorn. Uh, yeah. no, we know a lot about uh in in certainly you were asking about how we could get to Ms. Marvel as an actual name. Uh, we know that Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers, is greatly associated with the Cree uh, from her movie, and there are many uh, members of the Cree species that are blue in hue. And I wonder, Kevin, are we looking at a severed Cree arm? Uh, and is this going to connect? Uh, Kamala with the Kree and therefore with Captain Marvel. Uh, it's possible. What's interesting for me is that um, blue skin color 
is actually directly associated with Hindu deities. Mm, true. So that was really interesting. Um, they may be playing around with a little bit of that in the same way they obviously played around with the Norse pantheon. I mean, there could be implications of maybe the Hindu deities being Cree. Um, I don't know if they might be... I don't think they're going to do a story here where... Because because like Kabbalah is very clearly Muslim, although there are some crossovers in this wedding. Um, I don't think they'd have it that it was from a Hindu deity. I don't think they would they would go that route. That feels a weird direction. So uh, I think just straight out Cree that happens to be in India might be the most reasonable thing. But I did notice the blue hey, arm, and it did occur to me that like blue skin color is, is very associated with Hindu deities. Um, at least in the artistic interpretations. That's interesting. Uh, so there are a couple of different directions that this could potentially go in as far as like the Bengals origins. Another thing that's notable is there's some 10 ring symbology in this uh, in this scene uh, that there's, I think, a, a, the symbol of the 10 rings you can see is carved into the setting uh, at one point. So I think once again, Kevin, we've speculated about this a bit. Uh, this association potentially of Kamala's bangle and the 10 rings that Shang-Chi is going to be wielding by the end of his movie um, could be linked. Could this bangle be the 11th ring? <laughs> well, distinctly different from a ring, that's for sure. But maybe mm -hmm. they go on different hands. Maybe like all 10 rings are supposed to go on one arm and then the bangles on the other one. And there you go. Yeah. Uh, I mean, is it possible that the bangle, yeah, that the bangle is going to be even more powerful if worn by the same person who is wearing the ten rings? Yeah, that's interesting, right? Like they're all pieces of some sort of like armored uh, up, yeah. armored up, yeah. Like this is like what thing. the forthcoming armor wars is actually about, Kevin. <laughs> Man, what a weird twist that would be to that to that title. I I, I wouldn't be against it. Yeah, uh, so I think that we are uh, starting to connect a couple of these new Phase 4 heroes, uh, uh, and I think that the connection between Kamala and Shang-Chi is starting to come into focus a tiny, tiny bit at the very least. Um, so these people who are here, they're like in a big rush. They're about to be surrounded by soldiers. They need to they need to get out of there. Someone's going to have to like put up a stop. Someone's going to have to stay back and fight. And Aisha, who's going to get one of these bangles, is basically going to volunteer. Apparently, there is a second bangle out there, Kevin. Yeah, missing in action, I guess. Uh, possessed by someone. Um, yeah. So I guess if you get both, maybe. I mean, now now we got like a lot of things happening here with a lot of arm wear. Um, I don't know <laughs> how you could wear both the ten rings on your on your forearms as well as these bangles that, that feels like a I lot think, that feels like a lot of material i think you put on both bangles on your on your arms and then i think the rings you gotta wear on your legs oh uh, yeah oh okay yeah Th that makes a lot of sense i think that's how you have to do it uh, and just hope that the rings don't fall off with every step yeah let's hope they tighten up <laughs> uh so that's gonna be possible uh so aisha puts the bangle on she has like sort of like that like uh that light vibe that kamala has in the first episode when she puts it on notably i think nobody's looking at aisha when this happens i think that this is like a private moment for her it is it, it's presumably she's like did you guys see that which makes me think she also had like some sort of vision the way uh kamala did um but what that vision is we don't know we still don't know the full connection to it but we're again we're leading towards that kree-ish of it all the kree so many important marvel visions kevin it's hard to, to keep <laughs> track at this point uh so that's what happened in the past uh, aisha gets uh separated from everybody and then najma and her people are uh now seen in the modern day and they haven't seen aisha or the bangle since then um and they really could use Aisha and the bangle because uh, that bangle is going to be what gets these people back home to their dimension. And this is how Kamala finds out very casually that she herself is descended from an extra dimensional entity uh, that apparently these women uh, hailed from uh, the Noor dimension, the light dimension. I think the light dimension is a thing in Marvel. Uh, I don't know how deeply it's been explored, but I do believe that it exists and has some Captain Marvel associations. I think like some of the energy from the light dimension has been used to resurrect the dude Captain Marvel back in the day. 
Uh, it's, I mean, listen, there's so many dimensions at this point in the Marvel universe and even in the DC universe. Certainly, if a speed force can exist, a light dimension can exist. I mean, cosmic rays and energy has to come from somewhere. So I could definitely see that being a connection of sort. I don't know how, like, they're already, I feel nervous about people being confused about the multiverse. I think if you're going to add dimensions and further into here, it's going to get real wonky real quick. It's already pretty wonky, Kevin. May as well just kick the door all the way down and go full <laughs> Willy Wonka. You to know? Embrace the light. Mm -hmm. Head yeah, towards I, the light, Marvel. I think that's what, it's what they're doing. Um, so they didn't even know that Kamala was uh, existed, that Aisha had family, that she survived everything. They thought that uh, she was lost during partition, like so many uh, other people. Uh, and when she, when Kamala put on the bangle, they were able to sense her existence and they were able to, to track her down. Uh, and now that she's got uh, access to her powers because they theorize it's because she was born here, that she's from Earth, that she is able to more readily access her powers because these people cannot. They are they are struggling to access like their true power. Um, they think that she is going to be the person who can send them back to their home. Uh, and so much of the first portion of this episode is going to hinge on them explaining to Kamala who and what she is, that she is a clandestine, which is also uh, known here on Earth as a jinn, not a son, uh, notably, uh, and that uh, she is going to be relied upon to save them and send them home. And this is a big info dump for Kamala, who is specifically not thrilled to hear that she's a jinn. Yeah, now I'm wondering if actually the blue skin is in fact the genie from Aladdin. Um, <laughs> yeah. Still wearing his gold bracelets. Maybe he wasn't freed. Try some of Kamala. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, that would be interesting. The genie thing is. is <laughs> yeah. Can your uh, friends do this? Yeah. As we uh, just yeah. see the genie just punching people with the hard light. I mean, that's one way to take down Jafar, right? Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting the way that they're incorporating those like types of mythology in there. I believe that the... I don't know a lot about the clandestine. Again, Marvel is pulling from... Boy, yes. some places these days. This but is I believe a thing. they are gin-related. I did not comics. realize that they were a thing, but the clandestine does exist uh, as, a, as a comic book. It's about a family called the Destins, uh, the clan... Destin. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's a very 90s concept. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> there is uh, some gin associations with these characters as well. But as far as you and I know, again, having not pushed too deeply into the Ms. Marvel comic books, I think that this is not really uh, associated with Kamala Khan as a character in the comics. As we've talked about, she's an inhuman in the comic. That seems to be being looked uh they're looking in a different direction here on this show yeah it looks like they're using the clandestine as an answer to that uh which is quite possible although maybe they're making crap up right they say they're from another dimension maybe they're from the same earth that black bolt was on and here we are it's possible um what do you think of these characters and their tact with kamala uh that they are here like imploring her to help but then they'll let her go and then she'll go to a wedding and it will have been like, what, 24 hours have passed since they first made contact with her. And then they will decide that now is the best time to just attack her rather than giving her any further space to make a decision. Yeah, listen, if you try to um, drill down into that too much, you're going to just lose your mind because it is the most like, well, the plot needs to move forward, like thing you know it's just like let's make just make sure that we understand that these are the bad guys we gave her 24 hours to make a decision that we did not try to implore or explain in a much more detailed way just you have to send us home there was no like we need to do that now because we're dying and we'll die in 24 hours none of that but right. uh and they're just like listen we're just gonna do this and if She's going to wait any longer. We're just going to go demand it and crash this wedding, which is just rude. It is the thing for me in this episode that annoyed me the most, for sure. There's uh, one thing that annoyed me a little bit more, but we'll get to that. But like the pacing is very consistent with a Marvel show at this yes. point. That yes. it's like a six episode show and on uh, in a show that would have more room to play with. 
this gets drawn out longer and we get an episode where Kamala is like getting like much more of a tour of who these people are and what it is that they actually need. And I, I wish that we had that. I do. I wish that this even like two additional episodes, I think would have bought us some of that space. But since we only have as much room as we've got to play with on a Marvel show, they got to like get us to the next thing relatively quickly yeah. is, is certainly there. I'm not saying that it's right, Kevin. I'm saying like that is like the ethos of what has uh, happened with these shows thus far. And so I think like we're quickening the spell as it were, like we're getting to this wedding battle in a way that feels a little bit like rushed to me. Uh, that's yeah. like my one big Ms. Marvel complaint so far is like, this feels very by the numbers Marvel Disney plus so far. I won't disagree about this particular point, right? But I do feel like because of what they're doing, it is a, you unfortunately invoked a trope in which there's no winning. Yeah. This idea of like, it's us, we're your people from another dimension and we need to go home is just the oldest of old stories, right? Yeah. But if they did wait too long, I think we would have had the opposite reaction. Cause I do think we would have been like, man, they're dragging. We know that the bad guys, we know that they're going to be like, you're not sending us home. We're going to turn on you. So I feel like we would have had the same conversation from the other side. If they had done that, I feel like it's a damned if you do trope, unfortunately, but that's what they chose. So yeah. they decided to go with the quickening of the spell uh, to your point, which I think is a little more flashy at least. Well, then I think at the very least they should have like grabbed her and not, elected to let her go and then yeah. like she should have been able to like bust out on her own or it's, something it's nonsense like that. bad guy motivation right like being like all right well uh you know take your time and think about what we've just told you and then like she leaves and immediately like i wish i hadn't told her that she could take her time you know <laughs> sort it's, of the vibe it's the uh, equivalent of the slow moving laser as james bond is tied to the you know the table with you know a a lock pick nearby yeah. that's what we're looking at here meanwhile what i'm thinking about as you're describing the slow moving laser is i'm thinking about this slow moving steamroller that Austin Powers oh. <laughs> and uh and Vanessa Kensington are driving towards that one security officer. Yeah. No. Incredible moment. Yeah, that'd be very, very good. So Kamala is allowed to go home. And when she does the next day, she is going to meet up with Bruno, having uh texted him, I'm alive. But that was not good enough for Bruno to mitigate his heart attack, Kevin. Uh, but she's going to confide in him immediately all of the stuff that she has just learned. I'm not as guardian. I'm a djinn. It's terrifying. Also, do you know anything about interdimensional travel? Because I think I need to figure that out from my friends, my new friends. I like that like, he's read I read a paper, paper on once, it, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just a casual drop of Dr. Selvig, uh, by the way. Uh, I mean, you know, it, that's that's a key character who studied interdimensional travel along with Jane Foster in the Thor series, for yep. those who don't know, um, played by one. Oh, wait, which Skarsgård is that? <laughs> uh, that's Stellan. Stellan Stellan Stars. Stellar yeah. Skateboard, uh, mm-hmm. played by Stellar Skateboard. Um, that is a how does this get made reference? Just for reference. Um, like one person probably got that. How but did anyway, that reference get made? Kevin just explained it. I did. Um, yeah, so like that's that's essentially the paper he probably read on it uh, that he did between, my guess, Thor and uh, Avengers. Possibly Thor the Dark World. Oh, God. Let's not yeah. like make Thor the Dark World any more relevant than it already <laughs> is. They did the best job they could at rehabilitating it in Endgame. I think we can leave it there. We can leave it there. Uh, so Bruno's going to go and look into this a little bit more. Meanwhile, uh, Kamala's going to have um, some interactions with uh, Nakia, who has uh, already been dealing with damage control because uh, they are searching uh, and, and trying to see what they can find out based on her uh, reports of nightlight being in the area. Uh, and she is going to then come to Kamala and basically like, this nightlight person sucks. Unbelievable. Uh, all of this is so terrible and has caused so much trouble. And I, if I ever got to meet her, I would have a thing or two to say. And Kamala was like, I was just about to tell you that I'm nightlight. Yeah, glad I didn't say anything. Uh, but also, like, incorrect, yes. I guess, is the only way I can say about Nike's feelings. Yeah. Uh, in- incorrect. And in, again, in, in a situation of representation matters, I think having a superhero out there like Kamala is extremely important. Uh, I get that Nike is just like, these damage controls showed up at our mosque and like that, yeah, without a warrant and tried to search place and that is illegal as she points out. 
Yeah. Um, but I would definitely understand the perspective of someone in the Marvel Cinematic Universe who's like tired of the superheroes, though. It's like, enough. I mean, it's enough. Sure. But like, this is like, like blaming the superhero for, for having the government show up to investigate a mosque because the people in charge are racist. It's not the fault of the superhero. It's a fault of the system. Maybe put your anger there. You sure. Know? Um, that makes some sense to me, uh, but only a little bit of sense, Kevin. Just a touch. <laughs> uh, that's about all I've got. Uh, so it's getting close to time for uh, for the wedding, Kevin. Uh, are yes. you already at this point having flashbacks as like everybody is there oh. trying to like get shored up for uh, for the big uh, the big day? So much so. This is I. So um, Josh, you. Yes. Uh, you know, you because of flying nonsense, you had to change your flight uh, to yes. to my wedding. And on Friday, there was an invite extended out to a few people to come over to the house. Right? Yes. This was Friday. This yes. is what you missed. This is what we were doing. So what's so, happening here? So what? So what? What all? What all were you doing? Give so this the, is give me the the FOMO. What I missed? Yeah. So this is like a traditional thing that 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 is done in wedding ceremonies. It's the day before uh, the bride is there, and you uh, uh, do henna on on her arm, some of the other girls' arms, and stuff like that. And everyone's just together having food and stuff like that. It's it's like it's like the meeting of the two families to like the night before. There's definitely religious stuff behind it that I'm not fully. Uh, 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 up to date on because as mentioned I'm not extremely religious but we did the stuff in order to appease my religious parents um, and so this was precisely what happened we're all there like when the henna's being done like Robin had to get fed in the same way right like because you can't move you're there this is being done as they're like you know um, uh, 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 dyeing your hand and stuff and so you have to like feed the person uh, I will say, um, I think uh, Kamala got it done as well. She moved way too fast. You, you, you really like. You have to wait for it to dry. That takes a while. So, uh, you know, that was one misnomer. But yeah, it, it's it's a little get together of the families, um, and you do the henna painting. And sometimes there will be like some religious prayers associated with it. You have like people like you know, music playing uh, outside. People like kind of talking and dancing and stuff as well. Uh, so like all of that was just straight up what you missed on on Friday, which was really fun. So it was interesting to see those parallels and the similarities between the two. Um, and certainly uh, everyone trying for us, it was trying on clothes. There was a lot of like people were in town. Um, and so we, we were like, OK, my mom has like, you know, eight curtas for the men. Uh, you know, it's got several saris and stuff for the women. So everyone can come in. If you don't have one, you want to wear one for the ceremony tomorrow, feel free to try it on, take it and borrow it, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. So there's a lot of that happening. So this was a real like, again, just, oh man, <laughs> this is stuff that I'm quite familiar with. I thought that was really fun. Yeah. Meanwhile, for me, my big pointing at the screen that's familiar was seeing Sakina Jaffrey, who is the actor who plays Auntie Shireen uh, showing up here in this scene. And this is an actor who I love. Um, my guilty pleasure TV show, Billions, uh, that I do not talk about in any official capacity. I've never heard you say these words. <laughs> yes. Em Emily Fox and I watch every episode of Billions. We love Billions. We have no idea what's going on at any point in time in Billions because it's all jargon that is so above our pay grade. But we can always tell what's going on emotionally on Billions. Or it's like, Oh, those two people are double crossing each other. Oh my God, he's mad at him. Uh, we love watching the show. She has a really great role as Dave on Billions, but she's just a great actor who's been in a ton of stuff. She had a really good role on House of Cards. Uh, she appeared on Miss, uh, Mr. Robot, a few episodes of that. Um, she's just been in a ton of stuff. And anytime she shows up in anything, I'm, I'm pretty excited. But also she's here in like what seems to be a throwaway role. Like this seems like it's just a very casual role that she's here and talking to Maniba about um, how, oh, I'm sorry that your mother couldn't make it. And Maniba's like, oh, well, this is not the first time, uh, you know, uh, we've we've had we've had this issue before. Um, I feel like she was was she in the, was she in one of the auntie group that was talking about like the stuff last week? If so, I missed it. Uh, and it would I mean, it could be a blink and a miss. Yeah, really, really, really quickly. But this actor immediately spikes on my radar and does make me wonder, uh, is there going to be more to her story? Uh, just because she's like a notable person who I feel like if you're casting, uh, if you're casting Sakina Jaffrey in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, just in like a random like sort of like couch scene, that's 
like real talent wasted is my feeling on that. So I've got my eye on you, Aunt Shireen. Scroll, 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 scroll. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. Um, so uh, Bruno can't make it uh he's got too much else going on a real he, josh wiggler move on <laughs> he, he is the he is the josh wiggler of this affair uh but he is gonna drop off uh drop off a gift uh meanwhile we're gonna see uh kamala talking to uh the sheik about uh is there anything uh going on that's like good with nightlight like is there anything that nightlight can do that's gonna make people realize that nightlight isn't so bad uh, and uh, he tells her that good is not a thing that you are. It is a thing that you do, which is a lesson line. that Kevin is still learning. It, it is a lesson I'm still learning. It was a great line. I actually really loved that line. Um, I thought it was really well done. Uh, and I like the, the, you know, again, the there's a lot about the disassociation I think she has with some aspects of her her own history right like that's what her mother was saying and i think like these moments are helping her bond with some of the parts of her faith that she doesn't really you know is, isn't something she she really thinks about so i think these moments are really nice and i really like them um and the sheik uh saying that i think was was, was a great line to deliver also again like him being there another thing that like the the pundit as, as we call them um was at the friday event and mainly for uh just to go over some details about like hey what are we doing what's happening when who's doing what in this wedding there's a lot of parts in the wedding as you saw and a lot of roles that needed uh shored up even though the children we gave those roles to some of them forgot even though we talked about it they were tiny small children kevin it's gonna be hard small. to blame them for anything they have no memory <laughs> um bruno's present by the way is this mask uh, that unfortunately has nothing in common with Jim Carrey's mask, but I think would be pretty fun to see Kamala in somebody stop me mode. I mean, she's practically there, right? It's just would just bring the things that we're seeing happening uh, visually on screen to just actual real world life, I guess, for them, uh, which would be not frustrating at all if you lived in that world how do you feel about bruno like slowly but surely like this is this is like what we were saying before somebody has to put on the bangles and the 10 rings slowly but surely she is being armed up with her eventual superhero attire as well and so much of this does seem to be coming from bruno like the mask coming from Bruno is yet another thing. He told her that she should try and put something Pakistani on her uh, costume. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I think the pieces are coming. The domino mask is always a hilarious thing to me. And uh, I think if there's one good thing to say about the Green Lantern movie, it is that moment where, uh, you know, um, I can't believe I'm blanking on Ryan uh, Reynolds. No, no. Uh, the character name, Blake Lively's character. Ferris is the Carol? last name. Uh, it's not Carol Ferris. Is it? is it not? Oh my God. Eddie, well, I don't know what's happening to me. God, that's how far Green Lantern has been. Um, maybe it is. I thought it was like Carol Ferris. Like, Carol Ferris. All right. Anyway, yeah. uh, was a moment where he comes in with the domino mask and she's just like, Oh my God, Hal. He's like, how do you know it's me? She's like, I've known you for years. You think covering your, you know, like, Covering your cheekbones is going to make you hidden. So I thought that is the one good thing from that movie because it's true. Like the domino mask, I feel like does nothing. But nothing for your a, cheekbones. It, it is a yeah. It is a um, quintessential part of her costume, which is slowly coming together. Yep, for sure. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family 
cannolis. And spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So Bruno, who could not make it to the party, Kevin, is going to be on hand for Kamala's father, who's got a hankering for cherry pies. Feel that. Uh, Late tot- night, just want some snacks. Totally feel this as well. Uh, I feel a, a little bit of a, of a kind of way of him being like, now, Bruno, you can't tell anyone. This is our little secret. Like, I know that the secret could be a lot worse than I come to your store and buy a total mountain of cherry pies. But also, it makes me a little uncomfortable that he's telling his son to keep this to himself. His son? I mean, No, not his son. Her, her, his daughter's friend. Uh, well, like this, he's there's a lot to a doctor, saddle upon right? this young man. Well, so this is this is a good this is a good point to ask this important question sure. because I think you did that slip, but it's also a valuable slip because who is this child's parents? Where are this child's parents? <laughs> Does he own this store? Yeah. Does he like? Is this his? Yeah. Like, what is the deal here? They have not talked about that, and I have questions about this. Yes. Uh, so he is going to tell his not son, um, some details about the gin son and gin. Here you go. Uh, and what he tells Bruno about the gin is like, oh yeah. So there's like a couple of gin who, uh, lived in this other dimension, but they were exiled from their home world (laughs) and probably aren't supposed to go back. And Bruno's like, cool. Um, I don't know how to feel about that, but that seems like important, relevant information to bring to my friend. It's so funny because I I don't know, and I will say right now, I don't know the mythology about the Jin, right? Like, is this a real story? I feel like no, because it feels very much like tied directly to this. I always love when it's just like, ah, yes, we found the one story about yeah. these creatures upon which a lot of mythology does exist uh, that is directly relevant to what is going on. I always find that amusing in, in any stories. Uh, but also, yeah, it's one of those things where it's just like, we're going to tie this directly in. Whereas like in Thor and stuff, they do pull from like a lot of actual mythology stories. Like the stories about like the snakes I, and, and Loki that, that he jokes about, I think is like real, like from an actual story about uh, when they were kids. So uh, it's it's just interesting that the, the, the playing of mythologies in the different areas. Yeah. Um, so Bruno's going to tell Kamala all of the stuff that he has learned. She's still like, yeah, I think I got to help them though. Even, even so like, you know, uh, who am I to not help? If I'm Captain Marvel, Captain Marvel's helping these people out is what Kamala says. I kind of feel like Captain Marvel's like vetting these people first. Well, I guess she yeah. has not yet learned the like trust but verify piece of being Correct. a superhero. She is a child. So yes. <laughs> if we can't blame the children for ruining your wedding, we cannot blame Kamala for ruining uh, her brother's wedding. Well, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Uh, Bruno is going to finally reveal, by the way, I got into Caltech and I think I got to go. And Kamala's like, OK, that's and great for you. And it's like, I wish you'd had a bigger reaction. Uh, well, she's got a lot happening, right? But uh, yes, you should go. Again, <laughs> just what yeah. are you doing? Yeah. Uh, so that's what's going on over there. Um, so we are going to see um, uh, Kamala's mother uh, is like doing once again, like, Kamala, could you just tell me what's going on? I would love to help you out. Can't help you out unless you tell me what's going on. You can't do this alone. And Kamala is still not at a place with her mom where she could be like, Mom, I know how much you hate uh, superheroes as evidenced by the fact that you would have done everything in your power to prevent me from going to Avengers Con short of sending me there with my father dressed as the Hulk. Um, Which really, but, again, great thing, honestly. But there may come a day in the near future where someone else is going to Avengers Con dressed as me because I'm a superhero. Uh, she has not yet been able to formulate those words, Kevin. Is that the speech you would have given? Like, word for word, how you would have said it? I think pretty similar. 
How would you have handled it? Um, wow. Uh, my mom and I have a very different relationship. Sort of been like, listen, I'm a superhero. I don't know what to tell you. No, you. I don't. It Look, I get what you're saying. Like, it would just be a lot of back and forth about that. My mom would have her own statement. She'd say it several times over. I tried to interject something, and she would refuse to allow that. So yes. maybe not as different from uh, Kamala and myself. Yes, uh, probably true. Um, my so- mom's a steamroller. You met her. She's... She's a go-go person. She doesn't listen when you tell her stuff like, hey, don't hire a DJ for I'm, this part of the wedding. And she does you, it anyway. You think that I'm going to come onto this podcast and say <laughs> any of that about your mother? Really? Just in case she listens to You it think that I'm going to gonna be the one who comes on here? Your mother is a delight. Uh, <laughs> I loved meeting your mother. I have nothing negative to say about anybody in your family. Wow, that's okay. <laughs> no, I mean it genuinely. Yeah, they're great. They're your great. whole family's great. Loved your family. Big fan. Uh, you know who's not so great? These clandestines. Uh, no, they're not. Because Kamran has been uh, texting with Kamala, and he's like texting her like, "Hey, like, just take your time. You know, these people have been like forty years old for many, many, many years now. They can just wait a night. Go I'm enjoy sure. your wedding. He's I'm like, sure I'm sure no it's problem. fine. Your brother's getting married. You should enjoy that." I'm sure that like, uh, you know, my mom isn't going to come into the room in a minute and tell me like she's going to drag you out of the wedding to make this happen. It's just been a night. And then Najma comes in and is like, yeah, no, we are going to kidnap her and force her to take us home. We've waited long enough. Yeah. And this is the most Marvel TV show uh, moment of yes. Ms. Marvel for me thus far. And I definitely was like, ah. Eh. All right, I guess we're gonna get here pretty quick. Yeah, again, I'm fine. I'm mostly fine with it in this context because it's just like let's yeah, let's just do the thing that we know is gonna happen now, as opposed to I guess saving it for a post credit scene, for example. So much else about the show is working so 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 well that um I'm not going to spend too much time getting like too upset about this. Yeah, I mean it's fine, right? Like although maybe in 24 hours you'll change your mind. <laughs> I guess that's, that's a very good point, Kevin. <laughs> Very, very good point. So let's go to the wedding. It's yes. the day. It's the whole thing. Um, I love the actual marriage. Yep. Of, um, you know, I've, I've never been to uh, a Muslim ceremony before. Uh, so I don't know how many of them end in fist bumps, Kevin, but I hope a lot of them do. Uh, yeah, I think they all do, right? Like that's that's a standard. It comes with it. Once it's all done, you fist bump uh, each other. That is I love, like, do of you take anyone? Do you take yeah. Taisha as your wife? Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> yes, I, the way in which the... their friendship was articulated as a as a a couple, I thought was so so good here. I loved everything about this. This was wonderful. It's, it's really great, and it's these these are the moments that like come out in the weddings that I, that I think similar to to mine, right? Like. They, they did it all one day, and usually that does happen for our ceremonies as well, is that we'll do the uh, religious ceremony earlier in the day and then bleed into the reception afterwards, give time for people to change into, like, more formal clothes and whatnot. Um, so, like, that that's not far off at all. Uh, we were smarter to do it two days because we were just, like, there are different ceremonies. We're doing different things. A lot's happening. Um, so... For us, right, like there's this thing that I guess is part of the ceremony where it is you asked three times, I guess, which is something I didn't know, which I thought was really nice. Uh, there's similar like the traditions, right? For us, it's like we do the seven steps. We do the fire thing. There's all these little things. But you see like the little parts of the personalities coming out, which I think is very cute and very fun. Uh, for example, Robin and I giving each other looks when they would say certain things about the men and the women and like roles that we're just like, because mm, mm-hmm. uh, that's how we are. Um, and then like little moments again, like uh, Robin's nephews, just because I go sit down now, I thought was really great. Yeah. Uh, they they got chairs. We we did it. We got a bench. So, you know, at least it's something. But uh, that, that was that feels a lot more comfortable to be in like a little nice chair. So huzzah, they are married, and the only way to properly celebrate uh, a marriage is via dancing, Kevin, uh, which leads to this huge dance number uh, in the middle of the episode, which, like, Bruno's like, all right, now is my time, and Bruno is all about this. (laughs) Listen, yeah. Matt Lintz was training for this. It's incredible. It's very fun. I mean, you know, Friday night, there was a lot of dancing as well. We didn't have a whole choreographed routine. That's not us, but uh, it it definitely happens, I'll tell you that much. Um, 
So, you know, Friday night after the, our, our Hindu ceremony, there was a lot of dancing and stuff. And I'm just going to say, you know, I'm all for it. I, I think it's great. But, you know, white people certainly love uh, participating in the culture, which I'm really excited and happy about. So, like, it was very fun to see that. And I yeah. 100% think Bruno had the right energy for this. Yeah. This particular white person, as in me, would only join in on the dancing if I knew that, like, I had to for you. But otherwise, <laughs> I'd be so afraid. I'd be like, I don't know what I'm doing. Oh, jeez. Oh, God. Meanwhile, I would still be very afraid, thinking, I don't know what I'm doing. Oh, God. Jeez, God. If you told me to do it. Um, but, uh, I would do it if you had asked me to, thankfully you did not request I did that not. I learned any, uh, choreographed dance moves ahead of your wedding. You did wear the clothes, which I thought was great. You I did. looked amazing. Yeah. I looked fantastic. Yeah. Gosh, my goodness. Um, look at Brown Jovi playing this wedding. By oh the way. Did you God. prepare a Bon Jovi music number, Kevin? I did total eclipse of the heart last time for moon Knight. Uh, do you have shot through the heart ready to go? Yeah, well, um, I think you know, whoa, we're halfway there. It's... Whoa, oh, <laughs> Miss Marvel's hair, yeah, uh, yeah, we are halfway. I mean, take there. my hand, we'll make it someday. Feels like you know, right there for what Kamala mm -hmm. should have sung to the clandestine to convince them, like, hey, 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 we're halfway there, we're gonna make it, okay, just give me. Give me another day <laughs> and we would be okay. Uh, I did not know how badly I needed a Bon Jovi scored fight scene in a Marvel show, but I guess I needed this pretty badly. Oh my God. Okay, so there's a lot to talk about. It does about. make me feel like we'll get the boss by the end of this thing. We're throwing out all of the <laughs> Jersey, Jersey music right? titans. Yeah. yeah. Okay, before we get to the fight, there's actually something I do want to want to throw out as I always enjoy sharing these stories and stuff like that. Um, so... Other things that I thought was was very interesting in the wedding, there was a the dancing. There's a part where uh, people were coming by in a line because, like, I had commented when Rob and I were watching this, is like, and then they all throw flower petals at them uh, as a joke because, like, that's what we do. But there is a thing. There was a whole line, and they came by, and it's like they bow their heads together. I guess is like what um, the tradition is here, where for us it is very much just like people line up. But I, you guys did this, where you just throw flower petals at us mm -hmm. as like a blessing. So very similar. Again, the crossovers between it, and it makes sense. You know, there's there's a um, uh, a a you know point of origin um, for all of this. Uh, so it makes sense that the the cultures mingle and match that way. My my cousin, or cousin, my friend Jen, uh, who is uh, Cambodian, had a lot of similarities when we went to her wedding as well. So it's just really interesting seeing that. One thing to do call out, though, that is a bit of nonsense, is that uh, when the fire alarm does get pulled, I noticed that Amir grabbed the loose money from next to them to run off. That would never happen. The amount of just nonsense we had to go through from my family members criticizing us because we got a bird cage to put cards and money into and they were just like what are you doing you can't use that it could fall out anyone could reach in there and take your money or your cards i'm like who who is doing that are people invited to the wedding doing that do you think my aunts and uncles are gonna steal our money who do you think this is happening to and then literally we asked other people and everyone else was like no absolutely yeah you got to put it in like a box you got to put it in something either that or you got to have an auntie right there guarding that shit like, uh -huh. so that was like a, a bird cage is not a smart move because it's got all the slots that the money's gonna fall out they are but it's Fine, Joshua. Our birdcage was fine. <laughs> anyway, birdcage seems like a dangerous choice of an apparatus here. Unbelievable. You are joining the side. I'm not saying that it wasn't a bad idea to get like some kind of apparatus to put the money into, but the birdcage is like, there's like, you know, like you could like stick your fingers in there. Oh my God. Anyway. So like if you're running with it and like the coins could fall out. No coins? <laughs> yeah. There's no coins. No one, no one put loose change. Uh, they, they were um, a maybe bunch of one person put loose change. Put, oh, we will never know because it yeah. fell out. Yeah, uh, yeah. The uh, definitely number of family members also held on to their cards till the next day because they didn't trust it either. So, For sure. just a moment that I thought was very funny that felt very relevant, and again, just was like, oh no, 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 you I, absolutely not. That's not how that would have shaken out. But the fight scene. I have to applaud this. I loved this entire fight sequence, not just because of the Bon Jovi music, which I thought was great. Although I really wish they did an Indian cover of Bon uh, of uh, of Bon Jovi. Mm -hmm. That's actually a thing. I have heard so many 
covers uh to like popular american songs just like in hindi and it always makes me laugh whenever i hear that uh but thank thank god this wasn't some laser light show for me. I actually really liked it. I like the fact that they all had weapons. I like the fact that a Well, they don't have their powers right now. Well, the, but they have these weapons they could right. use. And I like that. Like, I, I I, really obviously prefer this to a lot of the laser light shows we get eventually and might, might for this. But I just felt like it was a little more dynamic. Her even using her power of the laser, like light punch, I still think worked better as they're dodging, as they're slamming. As It just felt so much more impactful. And I really liked... The, choreo the choreography of this fight scene and everything going on. Uh, poor Bruno coming in and trying his best to help and obviously failing Getting miserably. Decked. Yeah. yeah. Uh, poor Brian, as he's consistently called <laughs> by Cameron, who came in to you know warn them at least. Uh, yeah, he's I got a dope weapon. He's got that chain and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I love that they all have individual weapons, right? From like the mace to like the belt whip to like the spear. I think I thought that was really awesome. I love that stuff. Um, so, uh, Bruno is, is down. Bruno is hurt. Uh, Kamala is going to be fighting back, uh, against these people. Uh, she has the, uh, this, like, uh, this moment with Najma where they're both like, uh, like entangled with one another, but then Kamala has like another one of those like burst of light visions. And it is a train, uh, that is barreling straight for them. Uh, and, uh, that is a terrifying thing to see in any context, Kevin. Absolutely. Right. Um, a freight train coming your way is not ideal. No. Um, maybe it's Ghostbuster style. We'll just go through them and that would be great. Uh, best, best case scenario, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, but you think clearly... Ernie Hudson is at Avengers con? He's at all of the cons, isn't he? Just signing things. Listen, that's a deep cut. If you're a part of the comic <laughs> convention circuit at all, you know that Ernie Hudson's at all of them. He, he is. He, don't listen. Don't knock Ernie Hudson. I'm not. For, I love the know. hustle. Yeah, love the hustle, man. Uh, let Winston get his. I'm due. a big Ernie Hudson guy, so we're justice good. for Winston. Yes. Um, so, honestly, again, I, I said it before. Like Winston has some of the best iconic lines in the original. Ghostbusters, no doubt. But no doubt. Uh, yeah, clearly tying back though to the story of her great grandmother that has been shared in the previous episode about the train and everything. So, uh, and then from the end of this episode, clearly going to tie into some stuff there that we don't fully know yet. Um, but yeah, uh, they have these moments. I do also like that, like she does her best, but like there is no goddamn way that they're winning this fight. And I kind of like that idea. That yeah, so she's uh, just like, all right, well, damage control has showed up. I'm just gonna let them do their job, and I'm gonna mm -hmm. cheese it. Uh, yeah. So Naki apparently calling them. Yes. Uh, so she's called them in. Um, there's now the confrontation between her and Kamala of, oh God, your nightlight. She's like, yeah, but we're not trying to do the nightlight thing, and we'll talk about this in episode four. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so we are left with like a, the you know one of her closest friends who has not been allowed into the circle of trust about what's going on with her now is in the circle, but is it trust? We don't know. We will have to see uh, how she's going to react. At least for now, she's down to help Bruno, who is looking a little bit worse for wear. I do like that he, cause like when um, uh, Kamala asked him, are you okay? And he's, he's like, just, no, I like that. Yeah. It's like when Nakia asked, he's like, no, which yeah. is the right answer. It's like, yeah. no, I'm, I'm not. I think my arm there, is broken. There must be some internal bleeding. Yeah. Get me to a hospital, good. please. Help, help me. <laughs> uh, I love that moment. So uh, that's what's going on with, with them. When Kamala goes home, everyone knows like you pulled the fire alarm, didn't you? This is somehow all your fault, isn't it? She's like, God damn it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you always know. So this is the part that uh, I didn't like. Mm -hmm. uh, that is my biggest gripe with this episode is this moment where her parents and stuff and like, you know, her brother is there and her now uh, sister-in-law. And it's just like, what's going on? Talk to us. Tell us what's happening. And then she's just like, no. And why? Yeah. Why? This is, this is the most, I think, um, What's the word I'm looking for here? Dated trope? Okay. Because it's the most superhero thing. But the idea of like the closed circle of secret identity is also, I think now these days, a trash superhero thing. Like it's just, it's shitty. Like keeping your secret identity from close people 
it used to be this thing about like, oh, I'm protecting you. And it's like, no, you're being a dick and you're keeping secrets from people that should have had these secrets from. And I think it's a, it's a throwback to an old school mentality of like, don't tell your parents. And it's just, I think it's nonsense. Um, Spider-Man, uh, Ultimate Spider-Man famously threw that in the trash can, I think, forever. Uh, or, or at least it really threw it into its face when he almost immediately revealed to Mary Jane that he is Spider-Man. And it was a phenomenal moment. And that happened in like 2002. Yeah. Like, this is 20 years ago. I just find these moments so unnecessary at this point because she's had the conversations before, but now is the moment where she should reveal something. But she doesn't, and there's no real valuable reason to it beyond, oh, I can't tell them because maybe they'll be mad. And it's just like, you got to have that conversation, though. Like, it's an unnecessary plot element that I think is meant to further drama. It's bordering on the territory of Spider-Man 3, where it's just like, boy, this plot could really be solved if someone says two sentences to each other. Two people just talk to each other. Right. So, like, I really had a gripe with this, and maybe they'll, like, I don't know, talk about it more in the next one. What is she going to tell her mom? Because the ending of this, right, right afterwards, right. she gets a call from her grandmother. Right. Hey, she- Ma, we got to go to India or Pakistan. You know, just like, what, what? Right. What's your reason? She gets the call uh, from her grandmother, from uh, from her grandmother that I saw the train. I saw the train as well. I know you saw it too. You and your mom, you got to get here in time for next week. Uh, so we assume that that is where we are going in episode four. Yeah. There is an invitation on the field for Kamala and her mother to go to Pakistan. Mm-hmm. I think it's, prob- it's probably where we are going. If not in episode four, then uh, by the end of it would be would be my bet. But it does make me wonder how some of the other characters on the show are going to remain active and, and relevant to the storyline. I don't imagine everybody is taking the trip. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see where this goes. Um, overall, I think maybe my least favorite of the of the three, but it's like a game of inches. I am by by and large really greatly enjoying Ms. Marvel. Uh, like just like you know, pulling on a couple of like the Marvel Cinematic Universe threads here along the way, just in terms of like we've seen this like versions of this before. This is just how the Disney shows are run. Things move a little faster than I think that they would under normal TV circumstances. Um, if you can look past that stuff, which is again, like the stuff that I'm trying to like base coat myself for in terms of like preparing my expectations, certainly for the finale, um, putting those things aside that you can expect from an MCU show. I'm really enjoying so much of what I'm not expecting from this show. Uh, and um, just loving the character work that's going on here. And intrigued to see like how uh, Kamala is going to ultimately like fully form up as a hero by the end of this thing. Yeah, it, it's it's really propelling along. I I I really like this episode. I think there are those like Marvel Cinematic stuff, but it really was necessary to just propel the plot forward at this point. And I think it works for me because it feels like there's a solid direction they're heading in. And honestly, uh, I like the fight enough that uh it it helps elevate it because it's different from a lot of the same nonsense we've seen over and over again well i i we didn't even get your thoughts on this fight josh what were your thoughts on this fight? i loved it i thought it was great i mean um i i i don't i can't think of was there has there been a wedding fight scene in the mcu up to this point none well, i don't that, think anyone's gotten married <laughs> uh none that's come to mind for me so uh i i love the venue change i think that that's great i think that the way in which action has been depicted on this show thus far does feel in some ways um you know like different in a clever way uh that it feel it does feel more rooted in a young person's experience of the world that they are not going to be like going out to like they're not going to be there for the battle of Endgame against thanos they're not going to be like charging in wakanda they're going to be at their brother's wedding and like super villainous antics like start to break out that's fun for me i think it's just it's a different vibe it is again a little closer to the Tom Holland Spider-Man trilogy, which I think is appropriate. I think that this is like the right way to go. Like there's another version of this where this is like, um, you know, there like you can like you can like grok a lot of like if this was a prom battle scene, like onto onto this energy. And I think I think that that vibe is really apparent and I really enjoy it. Yeah, I love the fight scene in this. This is the moments that I think, right? Like you you referenced Spider-Man, but Spider-Man truly did change the game of comics and superheroes because for so long, superhero stories were very much about these superpowered beings doing like crazy stuff. And like, yes, they'll solve 
problems that are related. You know, Superman, his original stuff is like, you know, <laughs> yeah. beating up union busters and stuff. Uh, very much a man of the people, which there's a lot to go back there on. But um, I love I love that. Uh, but your Captain Americas, your, the people, your, your Iron Man, the people you're talking about were very specific in how they were being superheroes and the big problems they were facing. And Spider-Man came along and Spider-Man was facing problems that everyone else was facing. He was struggling on how to pay rent, how like how to go on a date. He was doing all the stuff that felt so human while still trying to be the superhero. So the idea of fighting at a wedding or at prom is very much rooted in what Spider-Man's conceit was as a character and as a superhero to change the game. And for so long in a Marvel universe, I think recently, we've been experiencing your traditional superhero stuff. And this really feels like it is hearkening back to that, right? Like just being a superhero doing everyday stuff, I think it makes it relatable. People always talk about Superman is unrelatable because of his powers. Spider-Man is unrelatable because of his powers. The man shoots webs out of his arms. What are you talking about? Mm -hmm. But to make the good stories, it is taking the elements that make them relatable. The fact that Superman is a farm boy is a thing. The fact that he's a reporter trying to do the story is a thing. Those are elements to folk on. Grant, Grant, Grant Morrison did it best in All-Star Superman where he's still like this godlike being, but he's a dude who has a dog and he's taking his dog for a walk he's going on a superpower date with lois lane and these other dudes come in to try and be like we're gonna showcase our muscles superman to show us all. like the, the, just these moments that are so like silly but at, are the human moments just taken to like i think a higher degree and that's how you do a lot of this stuff i i do think one of the things that makes this stick out and that made i think hawkeye stick out was the almost like grounded relatable moments with them right and so I'm really happy that this show is doing that. I'm even with this episode leading into the Marvel Cinematic stuff you talked about. I think you're right, Josh, that I'm in it because it's doing it in a, in a breath of fresher way. And I hope this continues in that regard, right? Like the next episode of going to Karachi, like going to Pakistan could very well be is just like, well, you got a road trip with your mom, deal with that. And like, that's something we can all relate to. I would lose my mind, you know, mm -hmm. like if you had to go on like an international trip with your mother, uh it, it would be a lot so that's that's i'm hoping they stay in this realm i'm hoping they stay in this realm because it would be very easy i think to obviously go big out of it but yeah. i have faith in this show because of what it's done so far same z's all right well we will see where it goes in episode four we are officially through the halfway mark due to my travel schedule though actually episode four is going to be my last opportunity to weigh in on ms marvel while it is uh airing i'm gonna miss episodes five and six which i am bummed about the podcast will continue we'll have uh people uh stepping in while I am out, Kevin, you're still going to be here for sure. Uh, and at the very least, the Everything is Super podcast feed is going to remain populated in the many weeks ahead as Marissa and Frail Mary are currently taking down the Umbrella Academy Season 3 episode by episode. I think two podcasts a week is the rhythm right now that Season 3 is officially out on Netflix. And Kevin, you and Mike Bloom are talking about the boys. I believe you are on the other side of season three's hero gasm episode. Can we say that word on this? It's podcast? the name of an episode. I know. Literally, it's... the title of the episode that was just released by the boys that Kevin and Mike talked about was called Hero Gasm. It's phenomenal. Hero Gasm might be my favorite episode thus far of this season. And it's a season full of really great stuff. And it's not because of the over top over the top stuff. I think. They, they do such great character work and storytelling on that show. It's almost stupefying. For what should be like a gross out show, they really, really got some goddamn good writing on there. And Herogasm was a phenomenal instance of that. Mike and I had such a good time talking about it, both the good and the gross. Uh, we also had a laugh over a lot of that. Um, so check out that episode it's in the everything is super feed uh to, you know the boys are heading into their last two episodes coming up we're really pumped about the directions it could be going in so uh i won't say if you're a miss marvel fan you should check out that show because no they're very yeah. different um but uh 
read a little bit about the boys. Listen to us talk about the first season recap and the second season recap. Maybe it's your vibe and you can check it out. But definitely understand where you're getting into. But I do think it's a phenomenal, phenomenal show. And that is uh, elsewhere in the Everything is Super podcast feed. You also have a specific podcast feed for the boys if people want to check that out. The boys only feed. Wait, no, no. Anyone feed. <laughs> Anyone can join. Anyone is open to it. Um, all right, Kevin. We'll be back in a few days with more Ms. Marvel. If anyone wants to send in feedback, super at postshowrecaps.com. Or you can tweet at Kevin and myself at Kev Mahadeo at Round Howard. We'll be back before you know it. Until then, everybody, take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.